0: Now you think this is real life because this is all that's around you, but really it's just the algorithm showing you more of what they think you like.
1: Welcome to Amplify. We are here to help you own your truth, use your voice, and stand out as the most unapologetically aligned, abundant, and authentic version of you so that you can make a big impact in the world doing what sets your soul on fire. Because you and I, we are meant to stand the F out. I'm your host, Lauren Salon, and I'm a public relations and marketing expert, entrepreneur, speaker, So what do you say? Are you ready? Let's get Amplified because blending in is bullshit. What's up everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Amplify. Today, I get to sit down with two of my fellow soul sister PR pros. Des Dickerson and Aisha Marshall who are the founders and geniuses behind Creative Label. So Creatives BFFs Aisha and Des are the dynamic duo behind Creative Label which is a full service branding, marketing and PR agency. Aisha serves as Creative Label's content and brand strategist, where she spearheads the creative development and digital strategy for businesses across a variety of industries, including fashion, retail, and personal development, while Des is the vice president of public relations and digital marketing at Creative Label. Featured in Forbes 2021, 30 Under 30, whoop, whoop! Aisha and Des are passionate about educating businesses on industry trends, providing thought leadership about digital strategy and branding. And together, they also host The Label, a top-rated podcast that covers all things marketing and entrepreneurship. A digital consulting agency ahead of trends, Creative Label successfully finds new ways to be innovative and meet the needs and satisfaction of their customers, is of high priority and they take massive pride in serving their clients we have such a great conversation around marketing pr trends the shifts that we saw over 2020 and so far in 2021 what we're seeing coming in 2021 and beyond and just so many things this was such a fun conversation and i hope that you love this episode All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Amplify. We are sitting down today with my friends, Aisha Marshall and Des Dickerson to who are the founders of Creative Label. And we are gonna talk about so many things from branding, PR, marketing, building a business, working with a business partner, all the goodness. So ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for popping on with me. I'm really, really freaking excited for this conversation. Thank well, you so much for
2: yeah, we're super excited and thank you so much for having us. I think we both saw that you were starting a podcast a few months ago and we were like, oh yeah, this it's gonna be good. So oh,
0: thank <laughs> we, you. We've
2: binge listened and um, I'm so proud of you. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you, and we'll get into it, but like right back at you, ladies, with like all this everything that's happened over the past year and just like massive momentum. Like I'm very excited to get into that more and have you guys share like all the awesomeness. Um, But as you know, and as everyone knows, we start out with some rapid fire questions. So let's jump on into them. So what is something that you are each grateful for right now?
0: I am grateful for my husband. He has been like super, super helpful, just acclimating to super busy life. And he's like, okay, I'll make dinner. Don't worry, I'll clean the kitchen. I'm like, oh, bless. So um,
1: I'm super grateful for him. Amazing. Des, what about
0: um, you? I'm super
2: grateful for family and just to be around family, uh, you know, during, ex- I guess, extended COVID. Um, I feel like being in the habit of hanging around family during COVID and
1: then like, you know, getting used to that after COVID has been really nice. Oh, I love that. What is a guilty pleasure of yours, each of you?
0: And even housewives. if, it, even if you
1: don't, Oh, real housewives. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I might even go so far as to say, I am not even guilty about it anymore. Well,
1: that's, that's what I was going to say. We don't need to feel guilty around these things, right? We're owning
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mine is literally
2: anything sweet. Like I have the sweetest sugar tooth ever. Yes. So like anything like sour, anything like, that's me, put it on, put it on my what's desk.
1: What's your, what's your
2: go-to? Um, like either frozen yogurt like the fruit mm, yep, pretty kind yep
1: yep yep.
0: <laughs> yeah but you, like... this, you don't understand like I think when Des's people say like I have a sweet tooth like you know there are those candies that like you probably don't even know the names it's just like rainbow like not nerds but like nerds and just like f- rainbow cotton candy mess like that's fr- that's her frozen yogurt it's not like Aisha, frozen it's yogurt under the is yeah No, people need to understand. Like when we met in college, (laughs) I would be like, what are you eating? She's like, these are my favorite. I'm like, I've literally never seen these in life. Like they're not like like Twix. It's not Reese's. Yes. It's like what the toddler is like. Shut up.
2: Shut up. Shade.
0: (laughs) It's what
1: toddlers obsess over. (laughs) We are coming in daggers it's like right. like
0: unicorn Ugh. unicorn style candy i'm not kidding like i've never met anybody that like that's sweet tooth like that yeah, is like
2: a huge sweet tooth
0: and nothing chocolate
1: oh interesting yeah i hate yeah, chocolate but the fruity sugar yeah fruity, fruity sugar.
2: sugar
1: yeah got it got it yeah what what is a random fact that people may not know about you oh yeah what was it whatever just <laughs> came to mind what was it <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, mine is that like anytime I'm like, I don't even know if it was high, if it's high stress as like if you would call it high stress or like anytime I'm in like a distress, I will go in the shower, but not in the shower. I'll go in the bathroom, turn on the water. So sorry for the environment um, and wasting <laughs> water. But I go in the bathroom, turn on the water and then just like lay down with a blanket and a pillow and go to sleep.
1: This is so interesting. And it's relax. like a little like All night steam like room- a little steam room nap well, all night.
0: I, yeah, like even, even in college when I would be drunk, I'd go straight to the bathroom, turn the shower on and fall asleep in there.
1: I did that but, like if I'm not, not with the shower. Or... <laughs> I, I would do that move in college. Like a little too drunk, I'd go lock myself in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> really great, really great situation <laughs> to put yourself in. <laughs> um, this is so, that's, that's very interesting. Random fact, Aisha. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's like a little well safe space Mm -hmm. that's what about you
2: um what is my interesting fact let's see I feel um in college I recorded a pilot for a reality tv show and it was like the worst experience (laughs) of my life what kind of show and also can we please
1: see this one day
2: you know what I've always been scared it's gonna like come back and haunt me it never aired but I'm like where? where is the footage for that um but it was like for it was like college girls all living in one house like real world for asu pretty pretty much
1: all right it was
0: like you know know how things go viral like 20 years later like just for something random just goes viral that was like all like under wraps i would die if that was you that would be so Could funny. be me.
2: And like, I don't think I did. I know I didn't do anything crazy, but I'm like, where is the footage? <laughs> where oh, yeah. my gosh. You were this super. You were hyper
0: conscious about that then. Like Dez yeah. was like, "I'm not. I don't know what these producers are going to try to get me to do, but I, I'm not doing."
1: It. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. Okay. So, but nothing ever. Nothing ever came of it. It just the pilot so got made, from and from
2: what I know of, nothing ever came of it. It was supposed to be on <laughs> on Mark Cuban. He has a network, and so it was supposed to be on his like network. Thank God, nothing ever came of that either. I don't. If it exists, it's like low key because I haven't heard of it.
1: <laughs> so everybody out there. You've got an assignment.
0: Right. Go find, find, this. Go find this reality TV show. Oh my
1: God. Um, if you guys weren't doing what you do now with Creative Label, which obviously is like living the dream, creating the dream, all that kind of stuff. But if you couldn't do this, what would you do? Like what kind of job or career has always sounded like super rad or interesting?
0: I know mine very quickly yeah. off the bat. I would yeah. be either a meme account that's like making a lot of money just like making memes or I would be you know those signs I mean now they say like (laughs) those signs on the freeway that have those like witty things like don't drink and drive or buckle up or get like locked (coughs) up like
1: like buckle it or ticket it or something yes (laughs) yes
0: yes yes honestly I would love to be like that person that comes up with the saying for so like a yeah
1: like a catchy short copywriter
0: yes and that's like this I'm assuming your question is like do whatever the fuck you want to do and make money doing it like that is what if you're like I would would be Beyonce's
1: hype girl and just follow her around and be like you're amazing like cool I've always
0: always (laughs) always wanted to be the sign person and especially when they're super witty I'm like oh I'm mad I
1: didn't think of that well, and this, this actually makes a lot of sense given what you guys do, which, which we'll get into a lot more and like from the branding and like PR advertising stuff. And just in seeing the work that you, you guys do at creative label, like, duh, that makes sense. Cause you're so good at those, like, you know, those kinds of sound <laughs> yeah. bites and stuff anyhow, and creating memes. Um, I think you should definitely create a secret meme account
0: oh my gosh i wonder if that's jerry like
1: i was oh yeah i'm
0: sure he's probably making a lot of money millions yeah
1: Yeah. i'm here for
0: it jerry's an agency now yeah they're an agency wow i think they were the people that did the fire
2: fire festival yep (laughs) they are (laughs) wait like
0: put it on no like marketed it they yeah
1: I, so yeah. is that a do we call that a good job? Because I would say a fantastic job. They yeah, did their job. Fantastic
0: job. They the fulfillment they department. Yeah. The fulfillment
1: <laughs> department. <laughs> they didn't do their job.
0: In. Right. And that's honestly that you know that's the name of the game, right? Like you get hired to do PR, but like if they can't fulfill on the back end, that's not your fault. You landed the press. Right. You did what you were supposed to do. Exactly. Oh
1: my gosh, that's amazing. And then like that like makes so much sense for some, like, that's like the perfect combo situation. Yeah. Anyhow. Yes. <laughs> right. what about you? Um, For
2: me, like my background is in TV production. So I'd work in, I would work in TV, but there's one show I never got to work on in TV uh, before I left and it's The Bachelor. So I
1: would work, uh, on, <laughs> I would work, Lauren's like, oh, I would work uh, on The Bachelor. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had friends who worked on it and been on it and stuff like that. And it's like, I've heard it is crazy.
2: Yeah, it's real. I've I've heard the same. It's real cray.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, any weird talents or special skills? Uh roller skating? Oh yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: like that's a I don't know if skill. we call
1: it a special skill
2: yet because it's not of <laughs> the skills. But yeah, I took up the hobby of roller skating like two-ish months ago, um, just because I was, I you know, for all of those other crazy entrepreneurs out here where you realize like, you don't know what you like to do. So I was like, mm-hmm. I need to figure out what I like to do outside of work. And so I took up a, a roller skating hobby. So I've been doing that sore every, every time I skate after can't walk, like, but it's fun.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it, it's funny. Cause I feel like it looks, I rollerbladed as a kid, Yeah. but and when you're little like you're good at all the things pretty much but watching people like on TikTok or reels or whatever doing the roller skating you're like oh my gosh that's amazing and it looks like it wouldn't be that hard right so exactly. you're like oh my gosh i'm bambi on ice <laughs> like- <laughs> it does it's so crazy and i felt like you know
2: now i've fallen down this whole loophole and like algorithm of skaters and all these different things but during covid it's basically what people did like they just skated the whole time and so there's all these challenges I was like, people have actually learned how to skate, like crazy twi- twists, whatever, like dances, all these different things in like 75 days. Like you you would never, you would never guess. So like, you look like an Olympic skater. So I'm out here trying to be the Olympic skater, but it's not working.
1: <laughs> I keep it up. That's all. Keep it up. You got this. You got this. It is not Disha, working. what about you?
0: I don't think I have like a, a talent or weird, like. I can't think of anything like the only this may may, I don't know if this is a talent but like I can watch and this is just in manifested itself like through TikTok and obviously COVID and trends and things like that but I can watch like a dance and not like practice it like I could do it after I'm watching it like on you know what I mean like a that's a special skill
1: for sure yeah because those TikTok I'm like sweating after I'm like I can't (laughs) Oh, well, so there's, okay, like, this like, is a 15 second dance. How is it not? There's not a threshold.
0: There's a threshold. Like, like I'm saying some need practice. Like Cardi B had one that just came out. Like if it's up, then it's stuck. And like all oh, the that that's hard. Like that's still high on my list. I'm yes,
1: like-
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That, that will need practice. But like Corvette, Corvette, like I could do those, you know what I mean? Like I just watched and like, oh, that's easy. Like that could be done. Watch look, you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Wait. So should I think
1: we get? No. Should we see more of that? No.
0: I feel like we should see that. If we're we're not... so good at it. <laughs> if we're not making Des skate on video, I am not dancing on video. You know what? I'll I think Des
2: already showed some skating on video. <laughs> you you. Should... I 100 have. It done.
0: So, no, but I we didn't like... see the bloopers. We need to see the bloopers. Oh, you still I owe showed me my
1: bloopers. There were, I, so I remember have... seeing some bloopers. I think, or like a mini, yeah, a mini no, blooper. Yeah. No, can I tell a, blo- a funny
0: story really quick?
1: Yes, please.
2: Always. <laughs> Here comes some more shade. I'm sure.
1: So good
0: already. <laughs> I'm sure. So Des and I both got COVID, like not sequentially, but like pretty Basically, short after one, one another. Other. <laughs> so she was like super like in denial that she had it right so she's like calling me, and I'm like well how does your body feel like my ribs hurt a ton like it felt like I had sunburn like where my my rib area like my skin hurt that was my like body ache um and I was like my friend's legs hurt like what it, does your body hurt she's like you know I'm not sure because I fell so many times skating. Like I don't know if it's <laughs> a body ache or if I'm just sore. Like that's an injury. It was. Like, oh. I was
2: broken down like broken down from skating and falling yeah. like, everything just hurts I don't know if I have COVID or not I end up having it but I was like I don't know what's going on I
0: was like but did you fall that bad that like your body aches? your she was whole, like, whole no, body like, aches. yeah concussion style falling is how it was falling so yes like I'm not <laughs> actually sure <laughs> concussion <laughs>
1: falling percent hundred percent oh my gosh
0: it was so funny I, that yeah. was the funniest thing
1: well like and and as grown-ups I feel like we're like well I like skated when I was little so I don't need to wear Everyone all the things right yeah. yeah like all the gear but then you're like no now um, I you, fall, you when you I absolutely fall as an adult like it fucks Hurts. you up like
2: <laughs> yes it like literally my back was out like <laughs> for days <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this must be what it feels like. My parents are like, I can't walk.
1: I was like, damn. I, I felt, cause I have a baby gate um, at my house for my dog to like, not go into certain rooms and stuff. And I completely, and it, there's like a curtain that blocks it sometimes. And I completely one day last year didn't realize it was closed. And I just like walked through like with intention, like walking through oh, that doorway. Really? I opened the curtains. I don't even look down. I eat shit so hard like right into that baby gate I fell so hard onto the kitchen floor like like the kind of falls where you like break a hip kind of fall oh like, my god that? like bruise and shit no. yeah so falling falling over age 19 I feel like yeah it's not a like good time. be very careful <laughs> anyway. totally. um what did you each want to be when you were little
0: artist and a dancer like a painter or draw someone who draws full circle we are coming full circle
2: (laughs) um i
1: wanted to be a reporter okay yeah i love it It's yeah connected um when is the last time that you cried um yesterday yesterday yeah yeah i'm like i'm like same no probably the day before i think the day before maybe yesterday i don't know regularly
0: definitely yesterday
1: yeah. Um, de- definitely. I'm like, okay, one of those days. <laughs> when was the last time that you laughed so hard you almost peed your pants?
2: That's so sad. But we're like yesterday <laughs> and then today
1: we're <laughs> like <laughs> laughter.
2: Oh man, I don't know. It's been a- it's probably been well.
0: <laughs> oh, I think you know when I think I laughed really hard. Right when I started having those COVID symptoms when we were all sitting here at the kitchen table, I had the sunglasses on. I was like, Oh my yeah, that eyes day were was fine. Yeah. they I, they're like, you're just hung over. I'm like, no, like literally, <laughs> like the back of my eyes. are I put we were drinking, I put sunglasses on. They're like, she's so drama, but like I was like <laughs> having headaches.
2: <laughs> this was probably in like
1: May, to give you an <laughs> yeah, idea. May, yeah, May. So a
0: month ago. We were like cr- I was crying laughing then, I think.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite meal? Oh, rainbow rolls, sushi, no cucumber. Love it. <laughs> Same, mine would be sushi too. Okay. Okay. Favorite travel destination or the next place that you want to travel?
0: Mm. So, not so it could be like we didn't have, we haven't gone there.
1: Sure. Or it has. Yeah. Oh, in no Either, rules. One. Either one, no rules.
0: I think I would like to go to
2: Greece. Mm, yeah, Greece used to be my number one, but I actually have heard that it's not like it's beautiful, but there's not like much besides that. I guess. Um, well, I know so what we want to do. What the,
0: um, the boat? Yeah. yeah,
2: we want to yeah. go on one of those like yacht tours, like through Europe, where yeah. we can go to like a Ooh, and take everywhere. We'll take our families.
1: Yeah, like do yeah. like a two week like. and they make
0: whatever you want to eat below the deck that's what I want to (laughs) do
1: yes in Fort Lauderdale where I am right now it's the yacht capital of the world
0: i met somebody who's on
1: that show too oh there might random. be a yacht sugar daddy over there just yeah, waiting. waiting for you <laughs> right <I> like, <laughs> Wait, waiting I have a, for, I have, <laughs> waiting <left>. for <laughs> no, I have a week left out here i need to find my yacht sugar daddy oh <laughs> my god hello i only uh, have seven days left here. <laughs> where are you all right I would love for you to share your guys' story or like how Creative Label came to be and a bit about what kind of magic you guys are creating over there.
0: Um, so I'm trying to think what we started Creative Label in 2017. But prior to that, we were like, Des was working in production and like youtube H G T V, and i was in law school and we were like we want to do like something for ourselves like i was good at like the law school thing but like it just didn't like fill me up it wasn't Mm -hmm. really what i wanted to do um, anymore and then we were both dating athletes at the time and we were just traveling a bunch like i think when we counted how many times we had like traveled it was like 30 between the two of us like just moved not traveled um, that makes oh, wow. it sound like a luxury high-end experience. <laughs> yeah. No, we were yeah. moving, like moving. packing up and moving and packing up and moving. Um, and so it was just a lot. And we were like, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Well, we were already doing this stuff on the side. Like people mm-hmm. were asking me to make logos for them. I was doing that, like not even getting paid. Just like, okay, that's fine. Like, what are you thinking you're wanting? Like just for friends, not even for like business. Yeah. Um, and so We were like well then we started making snapchat filters i'm like we can actually like make money off of this and then we were selling snapchat filters and then like it's just kind of evolved from there um but literally like we looked on etsy a few months back and it was like five dollars for a snapchat filter i'm like wow we we really thought we were making money (laughs) (laughs) like yes another sale That was how we
2: used to be like, oh my gosh, we got our sale come through Etsy to make our custom filter. Mm -hmm. We'd make it spend time making it spend time in the iAsian, and realize like, oh, we haven't made any money. No. (laughs) Um, And then once we, we kind of realized from that transition of that side hustle that social was turning into this, Amazing billion-dollar industry, and there was really mm-hmm. an opportunity for monetization, um, and there was an opportunity for like at first, what we're thinking is like, okay, these geo filters are a thing, and corporations are starting to buy them and place them over stadiums, and it's becoming like an advertisement type thing. So, how can we change our business model to basically reflect these custom filters? Which we thought we were going to go like, hey, like let's go to Cardinal Stadium and like meet with their marketing team and like create a bunch of custom filters for them. Right. Or whatever, like their major sponsors were, um, Mm -hmm. and, and partner in that way. And then what happened is that each platform started to be able to offer, um, their, their users, their own customization experience. Like they could just go in and create them and they, it took us out of it. So we, we we noticed that there was something there, but we were like, Mm -hmm. okay, that's not it. Like our business will be washed away as soon as possible. So, um, we created, you know, more, we started more on the branding side, logo website. Um, and then we moved more into the social side because we were like, okay, we've, we've created these really great assets for businesses that are starting or that need a logo revamp. Um, and now like they need marketing, they need social, they need a presence. Like social is not just run your individual personal account anymore. You actually Mm -hmm. need to run social as a business. And as part of like your, your marketing strategy that you're spending a lot of times, thousands of dollars on. And so we're like, hey, we'll open up like the social media aspects. We started social media management, content creation. Um, and then same thing happened with like, okay, well, we need something beyond social. What happens when people get to your, your Instagram account and where do they go after that? So then it became PR um, and really like audience acquisition and making sure that, you know, people can really see, your, your brand, you have all eyes on your brand outside of just social media. Um, and then it was like, okay, well PR, how do we drive back the marketing? Like, how do we drive back the sales? Like, how do you get the leads and capture them? Um, you know, via email marketing or text message marketing or whatever that might be. So that's when our marketing division kind of opened and, now we're a full service agency, all from an Etsy shop.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> yes. two,
0: two really, really, really good lessons of like entrepreneurship in that. And the first one I would say is like, anytime you monetize off of something that is from another platform, for example, like the, that app that would like make the, make your Instagram photo fit in like the old dimensions of Instagram, right? Then yeah. Instagram's like, oh, let's adapt. Then you cut that app out, right? And they're no no, no longer making money off your platform or Snapchat filters, Snapchat wasn't making them for you, but now you can go on Snapchat and like make them yourself. Like they cut that out. And so like realizing like once you start monetizing off of someone else's thing, they're going to adapt and cut you out of the picture because you're making their money. And then the second lesson I would say is like we had to figure out how we're not passing off the client right? Like when we were just doing logos, it was a logo and then you pass them to someone else and like, you're no longer making their money. And like, okay, well we can help them Mm -hmm. with social. But then after social, they're like, maybe they bring it in house. Then you're passing them off again or PR when PR is over, you're passing them off again to someone else for retargeting. So like figuring out how you can keep the customer throughout that entire journey. Um, and that continuous like money coming in like that, those were two like important lessons that's helped us evolve into us to not like really get rid of the customer they just like kind of stay in your ethos
1: yeah I love that and super super smart absolutely what what would you guys say that your specialty is for everybody listening who may not be as familiar with you like what it, what are your superpowers in this space
2: I think um ideation and and create in creation, pretty much like just being super creative in our space. I think a lot of people come to us and they say like, we love what you guys do. And what you guys are doing is so far ahead of like the game of what other people are doing. Um, and we, you know, have chosen to work with you uh, because we want something different. Like we don't want just a regular campaign with really really pretty visuals. Like we want a campaign um, that no one has ever seen before. Or we want ideation that no one's ever seen before. We want content that in photo shoots that no one's ever seen before. And they're looking at our brand. And although we, we bring a lot of brands to market. So although the brand might not be making a lot of sales, how yet, how can we make a brand look like they are like a bajillion dollar business, right? Mm-hmm. How can we bring that brand credibility to them via content can creation? Firefest fire yeah. it. Yeah. How can we fire fest it? How can <laughs> we bring that bring that credibility via content creation and audience acquisition and you know strategic partnerships
1: and all that fun stuff? I love that. And so over the past year, year and a half, like your guys' business has taken off so much, which is super, super exciting to see. What have been some of your like biggest, juiciest wins. And can you just kind of speak into the the growth over the past year and a half?
0: The biggest wins I would say is like, uh, pre COVID when we met you right before everything shut down in March, we had three, we created two goals that month in March. We had one goal prior to, um, like we just had starting business, uh, our business in being in Arizona. And, um, those three goals were one to be on the cover of So Scottsdale magazine, and the other one was to be Forbes 30 under 30, and the other one was to speak at a Korean Cultivate event, and all of those things happened this year.
1: Yes, I know that Mm -hmm. cover came out, what, yesterday? Yeah. So freaking cool. Yeah, and I feel like Like, sometimes when you
0: hear people say that, you're like, oh, well, maybe that, like, I don't know, sometimes when I hear people talk about, like, yeah, I dreamt this, I'm like, is that the story or did you really dream it? Not that I'm doubting, but I'm like, wow, like that is just so crazy that it's like literally from a dream to reality in whatever way that it is. But like legitimately, I remember Des and I, we had like breakout groups. You had to write down your goals and we showed each other's work. Like, what did you, what were your goals? What were your goals? And they were literally the same thing. I was in that group with you. And I remember, yeah. yeah,
1: I remember hearing, yeah, hearing that and being like, Fuck yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um that's really crazy to think. Like you literally could do whatever you put your mind to. And I used yeah. to think that was like a crazy thing, like what whatever you so my mind to. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh,
0: I um, think
1: it and then it's just gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, that that's pro- probably like a really crazy thing for me because it, it happened in such a short amount of time. Um, I mean, a year is a long time, but
1: but those are huge accomplishments and milestones. And I know like revenue wise, you guys have things have like grown super fast as well and grown Mm -hmm. a lot too.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: Yeah. we we changed um, our revenue model or our business model essentially. So before people used to be able to like, Kind of come to us for like we would, they we'd meet them where they were so if they need social they need social if they needed PR they need PR um and then we moved to a full service model just because like we really genuinely believe that you need all three of these things to be working at mm-hmm. the same time in order to be the most successful um mm-hmm. so it really changed our um like our revenue in that sense for, because we're taking on like a full service client. We're saying we are like an in-house agency. We will give you all of these things. So you don't have to outsource to different places. You can keep everything under the same roof, um, have the same team with the same goals working on it. Um, and that, that is like, you know, what was really the biggest
1: game changer. Yeah. Amazing. So how, how have you guys managed that growth and like team growth and like challenges that have come up in scaling like this and shifting your business model like yeah some of those big challenges which I know we talked about together like last week on a call yeah no
0: I feel like and I'm curious what you're gonna say Des but I don't feel like I have I feel like we're in the thick of it the thick of it. I don't feel like I have an answer yet and if I gave an answer it wouldn't be authentic like I literally don't know yeah um it's just when everything happens so quickly especially like even just with the story of how we told you we've like manifested itself like it's like every day not every day but I feel like every day we're building for where we're at or we're trying to build for the future and then we outgrow it and then I'm like scrambling like how are we gonna build again like Mm -hmm. we need more building blocks but you know they're back ordered. so (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah like I just I really don't know we're in the thick of it I feel like we're in the part of the story where it's like I don't know what the what the like my little, like, Oh, here are The three big
1: goals out of this story. Like, I don't know. What's, what's really challenging you guys right now? Um,
2: it's- I think, I think <laughs> it sounds really nice. Right. When you're like, I want all of this business and I want all these clients. And, but you really don't realize, unless you've probably run a business before, been a huge part of a startup, like you don't know what it means to scale. Like we are like, yeah, we want all of these things, but like, All of these things come along with like hiring a new team, staffing, like all of these like different fires that you're putting out on top of the work that you're doing, I think, which has been the hardest part. Like the Mm -hmm. hardest part of like, and nobody teaches you how to scale. I mean, some people have coaches, like we do have mentors like who help us, but I mean, the hardest part has just been like, do this and see if it works. Do that and see if it works.
1: Try this. Oh yeah. This person, like stand. it's like getting like yeah, kicked off like the top of a building into a pool, and they're like, figure yeah. it out, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Everything is literally like I honestly, that's the best. That is the best analogy. See, I would put that in my <laughs> meme, my meme page, and it would just be a swipe through of like different scenarios where someone's pushing you into something. Like, figure it out. You don't know how to swim? Here's a ten foot. Um, building you're on top of dropping you into a pool figure it out that's like literally you don't know how right to fly thing. here's a cliff figure it out you don't know how to <laughs> sail a boat <laughs> here's a boat in the middle of the ocean figure it out like literally like that is entrepreneurship like figure it out and we're like mm-hmm. someone's already pushed us at, an, off of a cliff and we're like literally like trying to figure out how we're going to fly mm-hmm. we're like
1: yeah. yeah i and seriously i feel like that's entrepreneurship like every every day like or at mm-hmm. least on a weekly basis it's like yeah. what no idea. Okay. It looks different every, every day, every week, which is also one of the really exciting things about entrepreneurship, right? Is, is that it changes a ton and you are forced to stretch and grow and everything like that. What have been some of the biggest trends in like PR marketing, social that you guys have seen over the past year or kind of in the Um, new, the new landscape we all live in now? (laughs) Well, one of the
2: biggest ones for sure is audio. Um, audio mm-hmm. is like, I don't want to say king because I still believe video is king, but audio is definitely like sub king queen. Like mm-hmm. it's right. It's it's right there. The jester. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> um, audio and audio creation is just. Huge. I mean, we're seeing Spotify and Apple and Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces and all of these different things really grow in the audio space. I will say, I think a big reason why audio was king was during COVID. People were trying to find new ways to consume content, right? And audio was a really big thing. And when Clubhouse was around, it still is around. But when Clubhouse was a little bit more aggressive, <laughs> <laughs> <a> RIP, probably. <laughs> but um, when Clubhouse was a little bit more something new was created, right. Where you're able to be interactive with somebody who is providing content for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's what we're seeing to pick up in these bigger audio space or these bigger social platforms have that have already figured out, you know, things like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those different things. And so, um, I've seen so many different like audio things on the rise. And I'm excited for like the creativity around audio. There's billions of dollars being invested in it. So, I mean, I'm sure you've already told this audience, your audiences, but like, if you don't have, if your content doesn't live on audio somewhere, um, you like, you got to pick it up. It's gotta be living on audio. And the best thing about audio is that like, you can easily transcribe audio and have, you know, have written content.
0: Absolutely. Uh, I have a quick trend that I feel like not a lot of people are on yet. Um, but getting video on Pinterest and having your videos on Pinterest, like your aesthetic video or your reels or your informational stuff. Like Mm. Pinterest is such an untapped market for TikToks and reels. And it's like the same creators on there, like monopolizing the space because we're so used to Pinterest being photo heavy. Yeah. That that's a really huge trend. And I feel like once somebody in your respective niche or whatever, like get into Pinterest and the video component um, you, that will be great for yeah. yeah I haven't I don't
1: really use Pinterest aside from like you know home decor projects and things right. like that from personal use um but I wouldn't have even thought to like put reels and stuff on mm-hmm. there
0: mm-hmm. yeah have, especially Absolutely. for uh, products and stuff if you just look up like even just like beauty products and reels like there's so much beautiful content mm-hmm. on there it's like Pinterest worthy that if you that is your space um even alcohol like it's just it's untapped
1: yeah Yeah. Good, good tip. Mm -hmm. Um, for, so actually speaking of audio and clubhouse, like, do you, what do you think is going to happen with clubhouse specifically? Like I, I gave it a a try for like two weeks. I was like going three times a a week (laughs) hosting rooms and like trying to get into it. And it just, I, I stopped.
2: (laughs) I was a clubhouse queen. I love the concept of, of clubhouse. Like, um, but it's just, it ha- it came at the right time but the wrong time in the world like it came right for covid if everyone was going to be staying at home forever for the rest of our lives i think clubhouse would be like a multi billion trillion yeah. dollar like 6 months platform. earlier maybe or yeah. something but because people are so eager to go out like and everyone's trying to have their hot girl summer and everyone's trying to just be out like it takes away the u- the ease of using the platform right like i can't be out you know in the on a conference and, call uh, for yeah. 10 hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I can't be out and be on clubhouse. However, I can be out and scroll through my Instagram page, right? I can be mm-hmm. at the club or at the bar and scrolling through my Instagram page, but you can't do that on clubhouse. And so there's definitely things that I think clubhouse brought to the table. It was an opportunity for connection and monetization during a time when people needed connection. Um, but I don't think that there's too much of a future in clubhouse or to be quite frank, any of the audio spaces that these um, platforms are like offering and trying to keep up with, so Twitter like Spaces, time, like yeah, yeah LinkedIn, Facebook like has Facebook it. has it now. Instagram is like developing something for it now, and I just think it's. I don't think that's where efforts should be going. Yeah. My answer would have been completely yeah. different six months ago. I was like, yeah, eh, like mine Clubhouse was the same. Yeah, <laughs> hers was. Oh, mine
0: was the same. same. I always predicted that. I would say. Um, and whether you believe in the vaccine or not, right. Like everyone respect everyone's opinions. I was like, the vaccine will be the demise of clubhouse, not because people mm. are getting it, but because the, like, co- like now everyone's like people who were scared, are like, well, I can be out and do things now. So like the, yeah. that whole messaging around that and safety and I'm using yeah. air quotes will be the demise of clubhouse because everyone's yeah. at home. And yeah, to your once point, people Lauren, yeah. keep going your point about you know um six months earlier if clubhouse came back in march and they had all of that runway to allow it for android users to fix mm-hmm. the glitches and people to create like monetization monetization like their influencer program that they were building out like if they had all of that runway to do that i think that it would give them the foundation to last longer post-covid but yeah because it came like Des said at the right time but the wrong time it wasn't enough runway for them to develop this concept out
1: better yeah yeah well i mean it's july and we'll we'll be into flu season COVID season soon who knows we might be locked down we'll see what adventure comes when it gets (laughs) to be winter oh gosh yeah i i completely agree with that like people want to get out and like be in the world and interact and stuff and so Mm -hmm. even like retreats and events and stuff Mm -hmm. are picking back up a lot. Cause people are just craving that yeah. so much, which actually what now trends do you guys see for the rest of 2021?
0: Honestly, it's going to so, be so event heavy. Like yeah. it's going to be so even, and wedding heavy. Like you thought we were tired of seeing like engagements during Valentine's day. Like you are going to be tired of seeing weddings on Instagram at this point. Like mm-hmm. I have friends who are COVID brides and they can't even like in Florida, Florida is booked until 2023. Yeah. For weddings. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's just weddings, right? So imagine like if you're a hotel, you're probably having events and all of the stuff that you've pushed off, all of the events that you were supposed to have that you kept their deposit to do a later date. Like yeah. they are everybody, weddings, events, conferences, like people are outside. That is yeah. the I think this to be like
2: one of the biggest years for events ever um, as far as like monetization and profitability that comes mm-hmm. through because people are just first of all people haven't been spending money um, mm-hmm. so they're ready to spend money they're ready to be like I just said outside like events are, are going to be huge and I think it's been interesting to watch and see like what events look like right like some people are still even offering the virtual option because there is I think the new reality is is that people. St- do enjoy being home. Like, yeah. they, they do enjoy being home. So it's what does that look like for each of these events? What kind of like live streaming options are you offering? Because people will still like live stream, like they will pay the less amount of money to have their live streaming ticket to be comfortable in the comfort of their home. Yeah. I don't think that that's going away. I think there's are things that have adapted from COVID, but there are some people who are just like, I'm Outside, like I will pay whatever it costs. Like if I'm like Jenna Kutcher right now, or if I'm like creating cultivate, I am putting on the biggest event ever in like September, November. And like I'm gonna make
1: multi-million dollars off of it because yes. people will pay. Yep. Yeah. People want to get out and be and and connect. Absolutely. All right. So next up, I want to talk a little bit about working with a business partner and someone who's like A you know best friend type business partner good friends because you guys have known each other since college Mm yes Yeah. yeah so how do you guys maintain like a really healthy work relationship and also friendship
0: I think it's just like having hard conversations honestly but before that and that sounds so romanticized before that in college when we were just friends um we like fought like sisters. Like I've never had a relationship with somebody else and I have other close friends, but I've never had like the type of relationship has, even from its inception has never been like, um, Des is like, if there, we were in a past life together, we probably were like sisters legitimately. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so that kind of helped like get out your toxic habits or understand someone's toxic habit without like having to throw them away like i think now in our adult life if you see somebody with like a extremely toxic trait and this is for both of us um you're like "Mm, i can do like life without you in my life right but like we were able to work through things and understand boundaries and have those like really hard conversations from a friendship level but also on a work level and then there was a point in time i don't even know if it was like a year or two years ago maybe before that where like weekends we wouldn't talk about work so like if you're hitting me up it's to be like friends and so Mm -hmm. now I think we're just so accustomed to that that we don't it's before it was like super intentional like oh let me not message about work you know what I mean and now like if I she's calling me on the weekend I I know it's never really about work
1: it's always just like
0: what are you Mm -hmm. doing yeah
1: I love that I love that because from the on on as entrepreneurs, like a lot of time, at least for me, it's like, oh, well, because I I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. And I like do things on my own, a lone wolf, like back in the early stages, of Mm. course, when it was more like the defiance (laughs) motivation. Mm. Um, Yeah. And so I've thought about that a lot, like, oh, what would it be like to, you know, yeah, work with a business partner, like long-term, not just like on a collaboration type thing and how to really make that um, work well, and I and I agree. Like having those boundaries, like when it's business time versus friend time, and yeah, having the the tough conversations as yeah. well, and and recognizing too, like what your strengths and weaknesses are individually. Yeah, yeah. Sure is probably probably a big a big thing. How do you guys? So how do you guys like balance the like team management and stuff like that? <laughs> team is hard team has been yeah.
2: really hard for me just because like, well, first I think there's like a delegation thing there. That's just hard period with team for me personally, I can speak for myself, like delegation is hard. And then like, also like being so caught in the day to day and being like, Oh, I have a team of people that I need to manage. Right. And also like one more thing that I feel like is difficult with team, um, is that like, people are watching you show up. Right. So like They're watching your emotions. They're watching how you do things. They're watching like, you know, Aish and I will come from like a meeting that could have been really tough. And then we're hopping into a team meeting where we're like, and they're like, what's wrong with you guys? And we're like, we're fine. Like just, it was a a high, strong meeting, right? So it's, it's noticing your environment, noticing who's watching you um, and adapting to that, which has been like the hardest part. Um, And I think also realizing that like nobody really teaches you how to be a leader. Like nobody teaches mm. you how to have a team. Um, and so like being patient with yourself in that space and, and really like allowing yourself and, and figuring out what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Like that's literally what I've had to do with team. It's like, like, I'm really strong in this area. I'm not so strong in this area. And this is like where I need to work on because I have people watching me, right? So team is fun. Um, it's, it's like amazing. We have an amazing team of people, um, who we love and adore and appreciate so much, but, um, like learning how to manage a team. I think that's like another place I'd be like, "Mm, I don't have like the best advice on that because I'm really Mm -hmm. still trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for being like transparent about that. Yeah. And I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that, That is super hard. People management is hard. It is really, really hard because you don't know what motivates people. And like, you don't know, like how you're being received may not be how they, how you are expressing gratitude may not be how they receive it. Right. Or like, Mm. even if you're, I'm very much like, I don't want to get close to my staff because I don't want to have that like close relationship with them because it's work. Like, not that it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, the old school way of work, but like our motivators are different, right? Like you're I pay you and you will always do what you want to do. Well, that is what's best for you. And I will always want to do what's best for the business and our, we may not have like the same interest long-term. And so mm. like separating that is really hard for me. Like I'm either, Des knows, I'm either like we're all in or we're like not in at all. So like mm. growing up, even with friendships, that was hard for me because I'd be all in with everybody, but not everyone has the best interest. Like not everyone should be all in for you. So it's mm-hmm. like- being that as, as someone's boss is like probably hard for people to navigate through. You know what I mean? Like, so.
1: mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and what's, and I know we talked about like finding good people and stuff like that. Like what's been help and and maybe you're still figuring that out, but what has been with the the teammates that you guys like, Oh my gosh, like rock stars, that sort of thing. Like what has been effective in like, finding the right people and, and keeping them around and stuff like that?
0: Training, I would say, um, is one thing, especially for like a startup, right? Like not everyone has an entrepreneurial mindset. And even if they do, they might be really good at helping you out, but then eventually they want to leave. And you're like, well, I didn't really want you to leave. I wanted you to continue to work on my business. So, <laughs> um, I think training get, allows you to be able to hire the person that's like I'm great when I'm told what to do. And that's most people, mm-hmm. not most people are self starters or like, I'll work through this and build out a workflow for you. So we can optimize the way I work. Right. Like <laughs> people don't think that way. So I feel like when they are forced to think that way, then they're not happy or they feel like they don't know what to do and they're not fulfilled and all these things. So like training with exact steps and like their little wheelhouse that they work and not saying little, little to diminish it, but like, it just gives them a box to work within, And everyone's like happy when they have, Boxes and and some, so that is what I felt like is is been super helpful. It's like training and emboldening
1: people within their box. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Shifting a little bit. What for you guys during the whole like all the COVID stuff and because it's been like such a wild, surreal adventure the past year and a half. And I, I swear, like, there's some some new surprise every day, just about yeah. what have been like, yeah. even personally business too, but like, what have been some of your guys's biggest lessons from all of this?
2: I think, um, one of my biggest things, two things, um, things can, anything can happen. Like we get so mm-hmm. caught in that can't happen or this can't happen, or this will never happen. Or my business can't do this. My business can't do that. Like literally anything can happen. Who would have ever thought there would be something like COVID to come around to force all of us to stay home with our families, like to, um, stay home, focus on what we're passionate about, passionate about. So whether that's your business, whether it's a hobby, like whatever it is, who would have ever thought we would have got that time in the world. Right. So many people quit their jobs because they were unhappy. So, um, I think it's just so really like nothing, nothing is promised and anything can change. So don't be too set in, you know, what you are in. And I think also for us, it was a big opportunity as us for being black, um, business owners and black women who are entrepreneurship because in COVID happens like a really, the really big BLM movement, right? Like we saw a lot Mm -hmm. of, a lot of, um, big things happen in the world. And it gave us the opportunity to really leverage that. Um, and mm-hmm. when I say leverage, I was a teaching opportunity for us. So we were able to go into our community and say, like, how can you diversify your content? How can you diversify your staff? Like, how can you like, what does your marketing look like? Like, how do we get through this crisis communication system and make sure it never ever happens again? And because that work was so personal to us, it was probably some of the most rewarding work um, that like we've ever done and that Mm. I ever will do um, because it actually felt like we were making a huge change that it changes that will be seen for years and years and
1: years and years, you know, to come. Yeah. Are there any specific projects with that, that really like lit you up and, and stand out?
2: Yeah. I think that there's a few, I think just generally it was just really empowering to sit in front of our mostly white audience, um, and offer free training classes for them over mm-hmm. zoom and uh, like allow them to be vulnerable, allow them to take out the offensive comments that they might've been saying, um, and just love them through like, um, a lack of knowledge, pretty much love them and be empathetic towards them and teach. Um, but, personally, um, I went to all girls private high school. I can't take too, too much because of the crisis communications uh, situation, but I went to an all girls Catholic high school, predominantly white. Um, and I experienced a lot of racism while mm. I was there, you know, on campus and my friends did, cause there's a, a few, a small amount of black people, um, or people of color, um, who attended and, uh, my high school went through a crisis communications, a crisis communication situation, um, two over the past year, like huge ones that got national media coverage and and all of that stuff, like pretty much like had a girl in in blackface and painted, you know, yeah, it was, it was really crazy. So they actually hired us, um, to consult for them. And that work was really rewarding because it was so personal to me. Um, because I had experienced it and I knew what the, what the young girls, um, were experiencing that were like, you know, going through all this. So I not only got to help people change, but I'm also like supporting people who look just like me. Right.
1: Yeah. So, that's, yeah. that is such a beautiful, like full circle experience and story and being able to, yeah, go back and, and probably in some way, like healing for you as yeah. well. Like, absolutely, that's really cool. Really cool. How do you got, how do you both like Feel about how things are now. Like, do you feel like there's improvement and shifts and like all that? Because things like I mean, I, I feel like the world just feels tense over everything, like including yeah. race. Still, um, yeah. yeah,
2: I think that there's awareness. I think mm-hmm. that there's awareness. I think that changes on the rise. Um, but I think the biggest thing that came out of COVID is that there's awareness, specifically with racial injustice. And um, yeah, like, I think, I think that's-,
1: <laughs> that's yeah. like What do you, what do you think people can do more of or like, what's the next step or possible steps? Like, obviously this is like, <laughs> how do yeah. we solve this problem in one sense? Right. <laughs> I don't
0: even know, honestly, I think just being open to hearing, um, hearing and respecting others' opinions and trying trying to understand, I think when there's more understanding, or an attempt to understand, even if it's like, I don't agree with you, but I understand yeah. the reasoning. Like you're not mm. crazy. I, I don't yeah. agree with it, but I understand how you got from A to B to C might help with like, uh, just being more empathetic all around because it it is a definite, like both sides thing. And Kim and I joke now because we've like, I feel like we're like ranting the bend of forever understanding. Like, like we don't identify with one thing or another, but like when people say, um, <laughs> this is bad, but this is just a sense of our humor. When things happen, we'll be like, yeah, I'm definitely pro blue lives matter on this one. Like I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. pl- pro black lives matter on this one. Like it can, you can be both right. Because it's not like super clear, but like just yes. saying, like, bringing light to the situation it's like I do agree with this on this but I also do really agree with this on this like um it's never black and white and it's never one or the other and if you feel that way then I chances are you're probably like wrong so I feel like from in that spirit it's like understanding being able to see everything with its own like initial separate fact pattern with no other like preconceived beliefs are based on mm-hmm. their experiences i think that's the next step but that's so unique to everybody
1: yeah yeah i i love that and i completely agree and and i think we're seeing that yes with with race and with even with how people feel about lockdowns and stuff it's like either like you're 110% mm-hmm. on this way or 110% yeah. on this way and there's no middle ground and there's no like shades of gray and you're like yeah but like <sighs> it's not all or nothing. It yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's not a black and white situation. Like, like, yeah. Not only
2: that, but that it's just so exhausting. Like, I'm so that was one thing that was in COVID too. It's like there's these, we just there were so many things. There's an election, like there was a BLM, there is the vaccine. Like, there were so many different things that people were either like so extreme about. I finally got to the point where I'm like, this is what I believe, like. I don't really, I'm not going to sit here and argue with people about X, Y, and Z. Everybody has their own opinion. That doesn't really necessarily make sense to me. Um, and like, I just have to be in my own zone and live by my, my core values, practice what I preach, I preach and that's
1: it, you know? Amen. Yes. And that's not that hard, right? It's not, not. that hard yet. Like, we look around and you're like, what?
2: Aren't you tired of having, like, Instagram stories, Facebook wars, like, with
0: people? Like, isn't that exhausting? (laughs) But also, too, I'm like, you're messing up my algorithm. Like, I'm spending so much time on your page, and I clearly (laughs) don't like your content. And now I'm arguing with you, and now I'm telling the algorithm gods that I want to see more of your content. It's just... It doesn't work. <laughs> like, no. just look yes. and keep it pushing.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You, it's always, like, I mean, I'm sure you guys say, like, when people, like, leave, like, this is so dumb. Why did I waste my time watching it? And then I usually comment back. I'm like, now, because you commented, you're probably going to see more dumb see shit more. like this. It's oh, <laughs> okay, like, yes. so this true. Yeah. It and, like, works.
2: <laughs> freaking, like, we, lately, we've had so many, like, what do you call them? Trolls. in on, like, our page. Really? Yeah. It's like, it's like you guys we, don't post polarizing stuff. We don't. It's like we, we have trolls on factual things like yeah. factual. Like it'll be like how to send like what was the last one? We posted like a swipe through graphic of like marketing you should have a CTA. Why should oh, you should a have CTA. a call to action? Like why? And somebody was like Triggered. Triggered.
0: triggered. <laughs> She was triggered and started this whole like I think she yeah I think she even said like I've been in business 30 years and honestly every single person that's told me that has been psychopathic (laughs) like I literally can name off people who have said I've been in business for 30 years I'm like (laughs) crazy crazy That's (laughs) but like just it's just honestly it's psychopathic we have had trolls we've had our fair share of trolls even people who have no clue like you're gonna you're gonna copy artwork from a black artist. I cannot believe. I'm like, you didn't even scroll on our page. Like, like this is a black. First business, of all, girl. we're not. <laughs> <copy> <laughs> like, me. No one's copying artwork. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's honestly oh, like wow. people. Like, we do have such a supportive community. Such a supportive community. Like, I yes. can't. Like, I love them so much. Like, I love our community so much. But there's a few people out there who oh, like, yeah. are out to like fight with us.
1: <laughs> well, and I think too, with like what's been going on in the world, just like if we think about culturally, politically, whatever, like tensions are high in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. And then like add in the fact that everyone's been cooped up a lot Mm -hmm. and not really able to like live their lives how they would want or have, have normally lived. And like, if you're watching TV and stuff, like it's just like such negative fear messaging all the time. And so like people are just so ready to like pounce on anything. Yeah. I feel like, and so it's like, oh, a real, a funny real that I don't like. <laughs> I need to change the world with my comments on this stranger's social media post.
0: <laughs> yeah, we even had a girl comment something like, and for us, it's like, no matter, we debated about this too. Like we, when um, Biden and Kamala Harris won, we were proud of the fact to have a woman vice president that is historical. It does not matter if you are anywhere of- in yeah.
1: in, in and of itself, Uh, yes historical
0: moment for women especially women of color especially so we posted an old video of Kamala Harris like dancing on a drum line with like these young kids Mm -hmm. and we got trolled to the max like it was so we got so much backlash and all it said was like proud I don't even think it said anything I think it was like girls run the world I think I even remember yeah yeah, I think I remember you guys saying
1: that and it wasn't like taking a stand or anything like that
0: But if you go to that post and like, look at the views on reels, it gets the highest viewed, like probably like 50,000 and so many comments. And, um, I think some of it was bots, but there were a few people who weren't. And like one girl was like, you guys are clowns. And then I saw an application to like someone apply for your job listing. And I'm like, I'm pretty
1: sure.
2: Stop it. it. I I swear to God, we've had that happen like three times. Like people, where people troll you us. and then want to like work with you or collaborate. <laughs> <laughs> and we see everything, right? Like we have, we have like an HR team, but like, we also see who like helps us with applications and hiring, but we also like see the applications come through, like in case we catch, you know, so we'll see a name yeah. or we'll see we'll like loosely like skim through. And we were like, Oh, Interesting.
1: <laughs> that's hilarious yeah. oh bless that person's little heart um let's can we talk about like the mainstream media situation because obviously we all work in this space and it just feels like a crazy town with some yeah. and from all both all sides directions whatever bias they have like right we all know that all media has some sort of bias but I feel like it it's gotten so like news right and journalism is supposed to be about like presenting the facts of a situation right like with with as minimal bias as possible and it feels like report so many reporters like the number of like corrections that are being made for like from major outlets like all the time and like things like that. it just feels so sloppy and well I think think this is interesting at least yeah
2: I think this is an interesting conversation because I mean, I mean, we all work in media, I went to journalism school and, um, it, I think it's going to be like this. I think that this is a new, new, because before you didn't have social media and people fact-checking all the time, like the news was our only resource. Like that was it. Now Mm -hmm. we have like our main reporters, right. Our main stations and a bunch of like thousands and millions of many reporters who are fact-checking or fact-checking quote-unquote yeah. right <laughs>
1: like back they are like what is this fact check about i did nothing in this post has anything to do with this or that and yet there's a fact check on it like what Right.
2: So that's why I say this is the new, new, right. And also I think one thing that we have to keep in mind is no matter if you are getting your news from super left or super right or whatever that might be, like, it's still a business. Like this is Mm -hmm. still, like media is still a business. Like they're still going to be talking about things that are sensational, things that are trending, like all of those different things. And so I think that with anything we take, like, we take aside the fact that like, these are businesses. The goal is to make money. Like same thing with like churches. Like it's the same thing, any business. Like <laughs> And, um, I just think that it, it's, it's not going to change. And it's just really important that you find resources that are, whatever those are for you, um, that are super trustworthy that you find trustworthy mm-hmm. and take everything with a grain of salt. Like I don't ever think I yes. read an article and, or watch the news and I'm like, I believe every single thing that they, yes.
0: accept,
1: no matter what I'm watching. Yes. Yes.
0: I think there's a really, uh, there's a gap and I think we may need um, a few more things to happen or it's either going to be a few more things to happen where people like distrust even more everything,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or it's not going to be until the Gen Z's get older and push through in like the life cycle of life. But I feel like there's a, a space for an outlet that is like, this is the issue, very clear. This is what side A says, this is what side B says, mm. this is what someone that's neutral says, and, if, and that's it,
1: oh, that's it. Yeah.
0: And I think there might be a place for that, right? And for if sure. there's no opinion, it's literally just like, this is the fact that is not agreed on, right? This fact mm. right here. And then that's it, right? And then you are left to your own devices to make yeah. your own opinion. Um, so I think there is a space for that. But I don't think that people are conscious enough to know that, that what they're consuming is forming their opinion. The algorithm is forming their opinion, right? Like Mm -hmm. there are so many people that talk to me and will say certain things. And I'm like, I know what, uh, (laughs) I know which
1: like Instagram account you follow that posted that meme this morning. Mm -hmm. Right. And now, now you're
2: seeing 10 other accounts like that. And now your whole feed is consumed with what the Mm -hmm. first original thing that the first loophole you fell down.
0: And now you think this is real life because this is all that's around you, but really it's just the algorithm showing you more of what they think you like. You keep consuming it. Like a perfect example is (laughs) Des and I were talking about our algorithms, right? And like Des has been open about like her breakup and hot girl summer and all the things. So this is not like breaking news or anything, (laughs) but it speaks to the algorithm because she was like, yeah, like she's sending me like TikToks that are about like cheaters and they're funny and I'm like I'm watching them I'm consuming them and then I'm going on TikTok and now I'm getting cheater content and I'm like does you're missing on my algorithm she's like my algorithm is fire right now it is so funny it is so on point but I'm like it's because like you're searching you find you laugh you share on like some of the same stuff right and now it, her algorithm has since changed hot girl summer vibes but like that goes to speak about like what your reality you is and so I didn't realize that until I started being, like, I shut the news off, because um, mm-hmm. I love the news just generally. I love politics, and, like, law, and all. I love to just know what's going on. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoy it, um, but, like Des will tell you, I was like very much scared of COVID before it got here in December before March. Like I was like, I'm December. watching. December, yes. She, like she literally was like calling me, like,
2: "What's gonna happen? Like I'm so scared. Like this disease is gonna take over everything and mm-hmm. shut everything
0: You're down." Conspiracy theorist. No. Yeah, <laughs> I was legit. She was like watching what the was ch- happening like, in the China. Asian news, yeah. Wow. I was yeah, on I, it in I was, December.
1: I was. I was nervous about it like in March when shit started happening because we were all together and like the NBA shut down and all these things were shutting down like we were there like oh hey guys this is interesting um yeah and so for like a month I'm like this is crazy yeah, right like I don't know what's going on yeah and then kind of started being like okay things feel weird like you know and whatever somebody like people believe about it but like for me at least like I had a few weeks of feeling freaked out about stuff and then I was like I'm um I'm not buying into like the fear side of it um
0: right yeah but Cam really had to like get me like together on that my husband he was like hey like you're just super scared and I feel like it's like an unhealthy fear Mm. right now um and I was like okay like you're right like we're safe I'm safe I'm protected I'm all these things and it wasn't until then and he was like okay come with me to the grocery store like it's okay and so I was like doing (laughs) more things and then we traveled Arizona has like never been shut down. Like it's always been open. So I'm used to the openness, right? And we traveled to California and I'm like, oh gosh, shit. Like, yep. and it's all just, it's, I feel like it's leadership, right? You, as a leader, you're seeing like, wow, like my, this leadership did this different than this leadership. And I'm watching the trickle down effect of how it's impacting the communities. Yes. And my, like all of our, my family's in California and like, they're just on a different wavelength than my friends here versus like my friends in Chicago versus my friends in Texas. Like it's all, even in Toronto, like
1: mm. oh, it's literally
0: yeah. leadership has, has impacted the news or the media or, or your life or what you're doing or getting sun or like communi- like having some sort of like communion with people yeah. and that impacts how you like live life. And so when I was able to see that, like really large picture then mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like there is intentional or not, your environment, the media and stuff kind of operates, dictates in some ways, uh, malicious or not, intentional or not,
1: like how you move. Yeah, absolutely. And, and even as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, if like, because the energy in California, I mean, you guys know, like I live in California, but I've been in Florida for the past month the energy in California is dense and people are, a lot of people have been very scared and are treating others with that kind of energy. um, In my experience, A, a lot, not everybody, of course. And the difference even now, right in July, June, July, like the difference in like walking around outside in California versus walking around outside here in Florida and how people like, how people are with you even if it's just like a smile on the street as you're walking by sort of thing it's a very it's very interesting and so so yeah I love how you said that like whatever the leadership is like from media side of things or a governor or whatever like that trickle down like we're seeing a lot of the the impact of that and how people are are navigating the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. totally super interesting um, so we are getting getting close to, to time here but but I was I'm really Des, can you tell us more about Hot Girl Summer? (laughs) Because as a, as a, I've been actually today is one full year that I have been single. So I, so Hot Girl Summer also. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay.
2: (laughs) Um, So Hot Girl, I, I feel like I've like been talking about hot girl summer, but it like, hasn't been able to like actually start yet. And here's why <laughs> the world
0: has been like, really like shitting on Des. I will yeah, say
2: a little, <laughs> yeah. Hot girl the summer, hot black, black, if me. you will. Like, yeah. Hot yeah. Girl <laughs> super- <laughs> First, it literally, second.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's true. First, it took me a second to even like get to hot girl summer, right? Like I needed to like process what the fuck was going on in my life. Like I, it was like, a, I was in an extremely toxic relationship mm. with this horrible, like cheating situation. We lived mm. together, moving out, like all, all of that. Like, and I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm going to be okay. Like I'm going to live. He's a fuck boy. Like I'm okay. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, okay, ready to start my hot girl summer planning all these trips. Um, going to go to Turks and Caicos like on a PJ
1: on a plane like the whole thing on a PJ I've never said that or heard that okay folding it into the vocab yep
2: yep fully paid for all these different things and I'm like okay this is like the start to hot girl summer all of a sudden like I can't smell I can't, <laughs> I Damn. can't taste COVID. anything, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, COVID, so that was just, like, three weeks ago, and so that happened, and then now, like, just, like, I'm, like, so, like, dived into business, like, I haven't even, like, I keep saying, like, hot girl summer, hot girl summer, but, like, it just hasn't happened yet,
1: on, in all honesty. Well, if you want to come out to California for like a, a weekend or, or more like, come on out. Yeah. And we can have hot summer. And I'm close to you because
2: I'm in Sacramento. So, we're, I mean, we're not close, but like, Oh. Uh, yeah, I thought no. you were
1: still in Arizona. No, okay.
2: I'm in Sacramento. So like, I'm like an okay. hour flight from you.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Making some plans, have hot girl
2: summer together <laughs> when we can is. finally get there.
0: <laughs> you guys
1: would be a force to be recognized. We with really I summer. know. I know. This is. This would be very fun. Um, yeah. All right. To, this has been so much fun, you guys. Seriously, I I freaking love podcasts, and you guys know, like, it's the for me the best podcasts are when you're like just like chatting with people you think are freaking Mm -hmm. awesome and you forget you're even recording, right? right. So I would love to know, um, number one, like where can everybody find you guys and how can people work with you right now and hire y'all? Yeah. So you can find
2: us on Instagram at creative.label. Um, and you can also find us at www.itscreativelabel.com. In the right-hand corner on the top, there is a contact us or get a quote. And we, uh, if you sign it, you know, fill out all the information, we can get started on chatting. Beautiful. And we'll have a podcast Perfect. too. Um, called the label podcast where we go over like digital marketing trends and like the fun ones though. Like we're super raw unfiltered um, about what's happening in the digital space. So find us on anywhere. You can find a podcast. Um, It's called the label. Yes.
1: And, and I mean, individually, I don't know if you guys like want people finding (laughs) me. I like, I still am so impressed by the fact that Aisha has Aisha. I know it's crazy as her handle on Instagram yeah yeah
0: it's so crazy honestly because I was on Instagram like in college yeah Yeah. no um I was on Instagram in college where you can still get a hold of somebody there and so no one had the username Aisha I had a blog I had all these things to show like I actually had this name in use like why can't I have the name no one's using it and then I had a rep she's like okay switch it over
1: (laughs) You. that's amazing I know I'm like can I just get Lauren thanks that'd be so <laughs> fun oh my god that would be amazing
0: um and
2: mine is Aisha's is Aisha literally A-I-S-H-A um and mine is it's
1: your destiny with two E's at the end of the destiny yes and then I would love for we end our episodes with the same question with everybody and I would love like individual answers one from each of you if you want so obviously this show is all about like owning your truth, using your voice, standing out in the world and making an impact like with your unique gifts. So I would love to know from your guys' perspective, like what is one key piece of advice, whether that's an action item, a quote, a thought, like a question to ask yourself um, for people who are looking to really like stand out and live unapologetically bold and aligned?
0: I think mine is... um clutter around you is a manifestation of clutter in the mind and so you can't be you or live like your best self if you're like everything around you is just chaos you know what i mean Mm. and uh patrice washington had set out a mastermind that i was on Mm. i think
1: i'm like this sounds very familiar yeah yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) you definitely would have been on it
0: (laughs) yeah and um my like room was a mess my office was a mess. I had like junk drawers and like things like I'll get to that pile in a second. And I realized that like that, that is a manifestation of me not being like clear up here. And so you can't really like think clearly or operate as your best self because you just have like static all around you, Mm -hmm. you know? So like reducing the noise on the areas that you can reduce it allows you to think clearly on the areas that have a lot of noise that you need like to work through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that. Mm -hmm. What about you
2: Des? Um, for me, mine would be like, no, doesn't mean anything. Um, and I feel like we get so like caught up in what if it's a no, or what if it's a like what if, yeah, like, what if I go after something and it's a no, and it's like, yeah, what if it's a no, but like, (laughs) like, what does that mean? Somebody tells you no, and that's it. And I think that there's so much fear that we take in that. And so like, I do really pride myself on just going after things like who cares if somebody says no, like, but what if they say yes? Like what if Mm -hmm. that job opportunity says yes? What if that press hit comes through and they say yes. Right. Like, um, and I think that there's, there's, there's so much that you can't lose, (laughs) like there's not a lot to lose um, most of the time when it comes to saying no. So I think really just, and it sounds cliche, but it's really true. And I I think Aisha and I have run a lot of our business by like just going after things that feel like they're impossible um, Mm. and not being afraid to hear no. And I think that that has brought us to um, spaces where we're like, okay, like, why not try this? Why not try that? This didn't work. Let's try that. Like, um, you want to do this goal. Like let's put our minds to it and let's try it. If, if it's an, a no, then it's a no. And we take the next pivot. That's it. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I love that. I love that. And that's what I like tell a lot of the, um, my clients and like people I coach is yeah. No, isn't no, just means not right now. Like don't yeah. take it so personally, like it's not that yeah. big of a deal. I'd much rather get a no than a, like, maybe, maybe, you know, like a, maybe that you have to check in on and hold space for forever. Right. Like, yes, absolutely. Don't be scared to know. I love it ladies. Um, this was so much fun and like such, yeah, we went like all so many different directions and (laughs) so much value in here. This was amazing. So thank you both so much for coming on and spending the last 90 minutes with, with me and with everyone tuning in and, yeah, I appreciate you guys. I love what you're doing. And I'm like such a big fan of yours as well. And yeah, thank you. Likewise, this
0: was fun. And I'm, we're super proud of you. I remember when this was on, on your goals list Mm -hmm. and you know, it was taking a minute to get it together and now look, (laughs) and and that's not shade. That's just like working through the stuff, right? Like that is, I'm just like super proud of you being able to like do this. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having right. us, Lauren. You're very welcome. <laughs> Everyone, make sure to go check them out online and give them a follow. And yeah, if you're listening, like screenshots, screenshot, screenshot the, the app, post it to your stories, tag us all, share a, an insight, a highlight, something that resonated with you. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode and if you know of somebody else who is bold, successful and unapologetically owning their unique magic while they make a big impact in the world, please send them my way. And it would also mean the world to me. If you help me get this message out to as many listeners as possible. So if you liked what you heard, I'd be so grateful. If you would please take 30 seconds to leave a five-star rating, write a quick review and share this episode with your friends. Be sure to tag me so that I can say thank you. And until the next episode, keep showing up, keep using your voice and keep being you because the world needs more of your magic.